Do you ever feel there's just not enough time? There's just so many things to do and not enough hours in the day to get it all done. Well, chances are if you're an academic physician or physician that is juggling multiple responsibilities and your personal life, you feel strapped for time all the time and you're looking for some solutions. Perhaps you looked at a faculty development course on time management or read one of those gazillion books out there on time management and nothing really makes a difference. If that is you, I encourage you to stay tuned and listen because in this episode we're going to talk about what most people get totally wrong about time management. It isn't about time management at all. It is actually about the relationship you have with time. So stay tuned and I will be right back. Welcome to the Academic Revolution Podcast, where we are creating a movement to change the future of academic medicine forever. I'm Inga Hoffman, a Harvard-trained pediatric hematologist, oncologist, and a passionate leadership coach with over 20 years of experience in academic medicine. This is the first podcast for academic physicians that will show you how to achieve higher productivity become an impactful leader, and create a highly successful career doing what you love without sacrificing your personal life. You and I know that the traditional system is broken, so it's time to say no to the old publish or perish mentality and say yes to lasting change. Join me as we transform academic medicine from the inside out, one physician at a time, starting right here with the Academic Revolution Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Academic Revolution podcast. I'm Inga Hoffman, and today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. We are unpacking the topic of time, and I want to illustrate to you today in today's episode that if you ever felt like you don't have enough time, if I've said that to yourself, that you're really living up to this illusion that is actually keeping you trapped and in some ways strapped for having even less time. Now, this is an interesting concept and you might be wondering like, what, what? I thought this is going to be some practical time management tips, but um, not in this episode. We're really going to uncover where the real problem with time comes from. It has nothing to do with time management because quite honestly, you cannot manage time we all have 24 hours, seven days a week. We have the same clock ticking for each and every one of us. But there seem to be some people that manage their time pretty well and others that really struggle. And today I want to show you the underlying reasons for this. And it is not what you think. So uh, listen in, grab a pen and paper if you can, because this one's probably going to blow your mind a little bit and will give you some a new awareness. And honestly, with everything I'm sharing, I want you to have an open mind, especially the lessons where we talk about mental mastery, which is from pillar number three of my physician success DNA method, which is pretty much what we are covering today. They're going to be concepts that are completely new to you. But just like 
you want your medical students and your residents to be teachable and coachable, I want you to come with a learner's mind and say, huh, interesting. What could I learn from this and what can I pick up from this teaching? So in today's episode, I really want to talk about our relationship with time and how that informs how we experience time. You might be thinking like, what? Relationship with time? That doesn't sound quite right. But give me a minute and I will explain this further. See, we all have 24 hours in a day, yet each of us experience time differently. And you might have noticed that, that there are moments in your life where you feel like time is running super fast, right? Especially post-COVID, like many people say, you know, pre-COVID, that was a different timeline than post-COVID. Everything seems to be a blur and going about 10x faster than it used to be. At least that's how I experience it. That's what I hear from my colleagues all the time, right? Time is just a blur. And we each experience time in a different way. So before you are kind of getting all excited about and wonder what this relationship with time really is all about, well, let me just ask you some questions and perhaps illustrate the point that you do have a relationship with your time just like you have a relationship with your relatives, your patients, your peers. We all live in connectivity with each other. We have a relationship and that is true for time as well. So just ask yourself, has it always been this busy? How come that some people always seem to be ahead and I feel like people are always ahead of me when I compare and I always feel behind? Why is it that sometimes we feel that we can never catch a breath? Or you might be the person a little bit like me who is somewhat of a type A personality spending quite a bit of time on the East Coast. I am just a person who moves at faster pace. And to some people that might even seem like perhaps you're in a hurry. Well, But that's just how some of us operate. We like speed. We like to go fast. We like to move things forward. And that affects our relationship with time. Perhaps you are driving it, though, to a point where you always feel like you need to be in a hurry, go faster, faster, faster to accomplish more and get more done in a day, which has a lot to do with your experience with time and your relationship with time and how you experience that never-ending to-do list. Or maybe you're a person that sometimes actually likes to slow down, that likes a quiet moment, that likes to explore nature, or maybe just one of those people who likes to smell the flowers along the way. Each of those feelings and emotions is displayed by your relationship with time. And that is just a fascinating thing to look at. You might ask yourself, well, what are my thoughts about time? Think about it for a moment and just reflect on when you think about the word time, what phrases come to mind? Maybe good things take time or there's a time for everything or Good things come to those who wait. The early bird gets the worm. These are all things related to our relationship 
with time. Isn't that fascinating? So the bottom line is your relationship with time is how you experience it. It's the only way it ever shows up for you. And your experience in life, um, I think we talked about this in another episode when we talked about how we experience life and have certain interpretations. Experience in life is really just a filter which we apply to our life and how we experience it. And that filter, our experience with time, is just how it shows up for us. It is actually not the truth, right? If you look at time, you might experience, oh, things go really fast. This week went by in the blink of the eye. Well, you and I know that it wasn't the blink of the eye, that it was the same number of hours and minutes for everyone else. But we experienced it faster because what was going on, what we were experiencing and the filter which we applied to that point in time or the experience of the week that gave us the sense of, oh my God, time flies. This week went by in a blink of the eye. Hey there, friend, real quick. If you followed me for any amount of time, you realize that I'm super passionate about helping other academic physicians just like you thrive in academic medicine. And for this purpose, I have created a three-day live training series called The Academic Revolution Life. The event starts October 6th, and I really want you to be there. It's going to be awesome, and you're going to learn a lot. To sign up, go to Inga Hoffman, one F and two N's dot com forward slash AR life to sign up. Again, that is Inga Hoffman dot com forward slash AR life. You can also find the link in the show notes. Cannot wait to see you there. Talk to you soon. So if you take it from there and really think about, wow, if I have a a play in this, if my mind and my relationship with time and how I perceive things has a contribution, how do I experience my time, how stressed out I am, how little time I feel I have, well, that's also very powerful because that means there's actually something you could tweak and perhaps make time slow down right? That's why meditation works. That's why people do meditative work or do breathing work or do yoga because it helps them shut out the outside world. And basically time seems to slow down in that moment. And the same is true when you're always busy. And I just want to give you an illustration of that, that I, an experience that I had a little while ago, I was preparing for a coaching session. And I wanted to get dinner done before I hopped on the coaching call so my family can eat dinner while I'm doing my training. And um, I had a barbecue set up outside and there was really only limited time. I think I looked at my clock suddenly and I was like uh, at my watch and I was like, oh my goodness, there's only 15 minutes left before I have to hop on this coaching call. And I'm looking like, you know, you know, a mess, like coming out from outside with my hair all wild and, um, you know, uh, looking a little like steamed and heated up from the barbecue. (laughs) So in that moment, I experienced firsthand how my filter and experience and relationship to time or my relationship to time has an 
immediate impact and how I experienced those 15 minutes before I had to go on my coaching call. My old self that I would have automatically deferred to or fallen into would have gotten stressed out, beaten myself out, how stupid am I to, you know, cook um, a dinner before the coaching call this close uh, to the coaching call and getting all stressed out that that was just a, a silly idea and that I don't have enough time and then I would go all frazzled and be frazzled on the coaching call and not be in best shape and mentally prepared to bring my A-game and my best work to my client. But in that moment, I realized, hold on, this is a perfect example of what I'm teaching. And I just took a big breath And I realized that all the time we ever have is the time that is present right in this moment. So I suddenly felt the world slow down. It was really surreal. I was just in that moment, flipping my burgers, looking at my chicken and my steak on that barbecue. And the world just drifted away. And I was enjoying just the beautiful summer weather enjoying that I was able to cook a meal for my family and just enjoying being outside for these few moments, however short the time was of 15 minutes. And suddenly I had no stress. Things went very smoothly. Dinner was just seemingly perfectly cooked in perfect timing. And for the most strange reason perhaps I still had time to get ready and show up to my coaching call on time without delay with no stress because I was focused on I'm now in this moment and this is what I'm doing and it was amazing and I can tell you for fact because I've experienced the opposite so many times over and over in my life that If I would have operated from my old mindset, oh my gosh, there isn't enough time. I have to hurry up. I would have screwed up the dinner. Chicken would have probably fallen on the floor. I would have burned some burgers, trying to get ready and cook at the same time and have done all sort of silly things and be totally frazzled on the coaching call and not bringing my A-game. But that didn't happen because I chose in that moment that I have control over the relationship with time. And in that way, you can magically slow it down. This sounds strange until you experience it, but I encourage you, be in the moment, only be in that moment because that is the actual time you have. And the other thing I want to say that over and over, I've seen this with myself, with countless clients I have worked on. I have uh, worked with other physicians just like you that work in academic medicine that are strapped for time all the time, all day long, with always too much to do and not enough time. And I hear this over and over and over again. I don't have enough time. I really don't have time. I don't even have time to attend maybe a teaching lesson on time management or I just finished the Ditch the List boot camp, which this is actually a special lesson in here. People say, I don't have time for this. But then rinse and repeat the same circle of things, the same habits, beliefs and actions that are broken and not working. And we wonder why we get more and more stressed out. So the reason why that is and what I wanted to take a hard look at, because I had to take a very hard look at myself and I said, 
I don't have time for this. I'm too busy. That at some level or another, when you're holding on to the belief, I don't have enough time, there is actually a secondary gain. There is something that makes you hold on to this belief because it is a belief that you don't have enough time. You might say, well, Inga, you don't know my situation. Actually, the fact is, well, I understand, well, we are all very busy academic physicians. I'm a mom of two. I run a nonprofit. I do this. I have an academic job. Uh, and I'm not saying this to brag. I'm telling you the reality that we all have multiple responsibilities, yet some people manage to handle them and some people don't. And the vast majority of us, and myself included, I used to say all the time, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. And the more I said that, the more it became a self-fulfilling prophecy that I constantly felt under stress and not enough time. But I was really doing is I actually had time for stuff. If I was honest myself, and you listen to my earlier podcast, you will hear my story. I did have time at the end of the night when I was exhausted and tired and thought I deserved it and felt full of self-pity because I was a busy academic physician mom, I had time for Netflix. See, but I say I don't have time to rest or go exercise or take care of myself. Well, that was just a belief, a BS, a belief system I was telling myself. And I'm telling you, there was a secondary gain because I didn't want to ha take a hard look at myself that I actually had to fix some things. That when we are saying we are getting too busy, we don't have time for this, that there is usually a reason. Perhaps you're too busy to write your grant because you're always getting distracted by clinical and other activities. Could there, at some remote level, at the tiniest fraction of possibilities, maybe be the remote possibility that there's something about that activity that you know you need to do and you should be doing and you even want to do because it gets you to your next goal or your next professional goal in life or, or even your personal goals, that they are something a bit uncomfortable. Perhaps grand writing, for me, for example, can be difficult because I used to hang on to the belief I'm a bad writer. So it always came back to I had to overcome the discomfort in writing because I felt a fear of judgment from others that my writing wasn't good, that I wasn't smart enough. So there's always an underlying cause. There's perhaps something you're avoiding. Is there an activity, an action, or even a self-reflection you are avoiding when you say, I don't have enough time? The other thing is that sometimes we just stay so busy and constantly stay on the go, go, go that we avoid slowing down to actually take a look at how things are going, how we are feeling perhaps. Some of us, and I would say probably the vast majority of your listening, have a really hard time to slow down and get out of the action and the doing mode and actually being in the moment. When was the last time you just sat down and did something just for yourself? When was the last time you sat down for a family movie was just you and your family with nothing else distracting you or doing in parallel, including folding laundries, uh, laundry? right? We are, we are all busy people, especially as moms. We, we sometimes feel we need to run the household in the background. And again, I'm telling you this because I've been there. I still do that at times. So take a look at that. When you say you don't have enough time, 
ask yourself, is there something in my that I am avoiding? Is there something that is uncomfortable to me and therefore I'm, I'm trapped in being busy with busy tasks to avoid the actual important tasks such as writing or spending time with loved ones? Or is keeping busy with all sorts of busy to-dos that are not really that relevant, perhaps even keeping you in your comfort zone? Because there's other things that you know you should be doing or you want to do, but they make you uneasy because they are stretched, they require growth, they will be uncomfortable. All of these are often reasons that we say we don't have enough time. And all of us, again, have the same 24 hours in a day. And we choose and prioritize. We make time for what is important to us. So I'm asking you to reflect, what is really important to me? And is what I'm spending my time on really that important to me? And there are other things that I should be doing. And the most important part to look at are there enough times where I'm actually spending time with myself on reflection on quiet time to be in the moment and the last thing I want to remind you of that it is really your responsibility to take charge of that it's not going to be somebody else's responsibility to create more time for you In fact, if you don't take charge and responsibility of your time by prioritizing, by being intentional, by changing your relationship with time, nobody else will. In fact, everybody else will have plenty of solicitations on your time. So I want you to really think about that. Reflect, meditate, go for a walk and ask yourself, well, how am I experiencing time? Where does this relationship with time issue come up? And are there things that I'm avoiding? What is my secondary gain here when I say I don't have enough time? So I hope this served you. We're probably going to do another episode at some point about this because there's more to dig into. But I really want to address this because this comes up 100% of the time with conversations uh, with other physicians and physician scientists that I have been having over the years and certainly what I've experienced myself. And I know that there's somebody out there who needed to hear this today. So have a wonderful day and talk to you soon. Hey there, friend. If you're in academic medicine, you understand the importance of securing grant funding to move your research projects, your dreams, and your promotion forward. Whether you're an educator, a clinician, or a bench scientist, or anything in between, grant funding is critical for your promotion and your academic success. Now, for this purpose, I've created a five-day challenge to help you get your grants written. At this five-day challenge, you will walk away with the exact step-by-step blueprint to get your grants done, and most importantly, overcome the obstacles that stand in your way such as procrastination and imposter syndrome and just being busy and distracted so i want you to be there and i'm so excited to host this for the first time share this with any of your colleagues and friends it's a free event to register go to ingahoffman.com forward slash grants again ingahoffman.com 
forward slash grants. Cannot wait to see you there.